The scripture I'm going to read this morning is, is familiar. We actually looked at it last year during this season, but we looked at it when we did the candle of anticipation. We were waiting last year. And so our theme for, for Advent last year was simply waiting, but our theme this year is a little different. Our theme is to be ready. And so we're going to look at this scripture a little differently this time. Because I don't know about you, but sometimes I don't feel very ready. And I need to hear these words for me as well as having these words for you. Reading from Isaiah chapter 9, verse 2, and then verses 6 and 7. Hear these words anew this day. The people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. Those who lived in a land of deep darkness, on them light has shined. For a child has been born for us, a son given to us, authority rests upon his shoulders. His name is Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Great will be his authority. And there shall be endless peace for the throne of David and his kingdom. He will establish and uphold it with justice and with righteousness from this time onward and forevermore. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will do this. May God grant us these understanding, new understanding of these words this day, the word of God for the people of God. Praise be to God. So the word Advent just means coming. So we are celebrating the four weeks of coming. And so that's something to kind of keep in mind. The first Advent was the coming of Jesus in a manger, born in Bethlehem and surrounded by shepherds and angels and all of those things that we put into our mind when we think of that nativity scene. You know, I have a friend named Evelyn, and Evelyn um, is so funny. When we began talking one year, she goes to The View, which is my other little church, and when we began talking about what was really in the Christmas story, when you look at Luke and all the other Gospels together, what is actually there? She was really upset that there wasn't a donkey mentioned. There was no donkey in the story. Okay, I'm sorry. I probably burst your bubble, but there was no donkey. And we began to, to talk about that, and, and Evelyn says, there has to be a donkey. And so we went back through and, and, and we looked at the scriptures because that's what we do at The View. We just have dialogue and we talk and we, and we dig deep together and there was no donkey. And so every time we talk, so this was probably 10 years ago, and every time we begin to talk about Advent, Evelyn says, and the donkey. And the donkey. And so I wonder what you have in your vision of the nativity story what has to be there? Just kind of keep that in mind as we're going through this, this uh, four Sundays of Advent and then Christmas Eve and Christmas Day. So in celebrating Advent, we're not just celebrating the first coming that happened 2,000 years ago. We're anticipating the fulfillment 
of another promise, um, which is kind of Christ's return. You know, if Christ isn't born, we can't look at when Christ comes again. Now, granted, in the time that the Gospels were written, they thought that Christ was coming imminently. And here we are all these years later, waiting for that coming. However, I would put out there that I think Christ comes a little ways all the time. And I think that Christ comes in little ways all the time through our hands and our feet. So the second coming is yet to come and also is now. But when Isaiah wrote these words, he wrote them to a people who are waiting for the fulfillment of a promise. Um, and they were they were a people who really struggled with darkness. And I wonder if we might have something in our lives today that might connect with that message that comes and shines through the darkness that was that time. And I think sometimes that Christmas is kind of a mixed basket for us. It's a mixed time. We have, we have a lot of feelings of joy and sometimes overwhelmed by the stuff that's happening around us. This year, it was really interesting to me to see the Halloween stuff in the stores and then right next to it, they were already putting out the Christmas stuff. Did any of you notice that? Yeah, that just kind of blew my mind a little bit. It became kind of this commercialized things where stores tried to get their things out sooner than anybody else. And we kind of jumped into the holidays. It seemed like Thanksgiving came really, really fast this year. And then all of a sudden we're here at this first Sunday in Advent and, you know, we're kind of a little bit decorated. Um, home, I think I have a, a big snowman blow-up thing in my front yard and that's it at this point. We'll see what happens after that. I noticed this weekend that the radio station started playing the Christmas music. I have a confession to make, however, that by the time Christmas comes here, I just want some praise music. I just want some normal things and not all Christmas music. And, you know, we hear all of this about how we have to put uh, the joy in Christmas and we have to have this warm, spirited thing. And we have joy and happiness. And I hear that. And I know that, that it's not always that way. Having a Christmas spirit is not a bad thing, it's a good thing. That emphasis on family and love and service and taking care of people is a good thing. Looking at peace on earth, goodwill to humans, those are good things. But I think sometimes we forget about the other side. 
And I think the people that Isaiah was talking to knew a lot about that. Here's, here's I'm going to read this again from chapters, well, it's really chapters 8 and 9, but this is from chapter 9. The people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. Those who dwelt in the land of deep darkness, on them a light has shined. It sounds to me that they knew what darkness was. Doesn't it sound that way to you? Christmas takes place kind of during the, the, the darkest time of the year. I think the, the longest night is the 21st of December. And I don't know about you, but I get up in the morning and it's dark and I go to bed. Well, not even bed. I have supper at night in the dark. And I am a creature of the light. I'm a creature who, who um, craves light. You know, one of the biggest fights my husband and I had is that I'll turn on every light in the house. And he reminds me that, we, that he pays the electrical bill. And I said, yeah, but you want a happy wife, right? It takes place in this dark time. It takes place in this time when... Um, when often families are strapped for money. And families don't always get along. It comes at a time when, when because our loved ones are no longer with us, we, we feel that ache like a sore tooth or a broken wrist. That we feel those things more at this time of year. I think it's that kind of whole thing of darkness. And that isn't even talking about some of the darkness that's happening in our world. How many of you heard about shootings that happened over the last few days? People have died. How many of you have heard people arguing about living in, in ways that are politically different. How many of you have heard of places where people are arguing about whether or not they wear masks or not? I thought that would go away by this year, that it would really be a choice. It seems to me that whenever there's things that hurt in this world, when we come into the holiday time, it's multiplied. The hurt that happens is multiplied. And I think that it's really easy to think that darkness is all that we see. Even when we think we shouldn't see darkness. My grandmother used to say that you shouldn't, you, you shouldn't should on yourself. You shouldn't think about all the things you should be that you're, that you're not. Instead, you should remember all the things that you are. My grandmother was a wise woman. Wise, wise woman. So in our world today, we see violence, we see injustice, we see abuse of power, we see a whole... Homelessness, houselessness, refugees fleeing oppression. We see families ripped apart. We see bottomless grief, 
as a result. And it was happening at the time, similar things, that Isaiah wrote this passage. There were, there were things in that world that were really deep and really dark. There was a, 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 a movement where children were being sacrificed to this, this God and families were taken from their families and thrown apart. There were political prisoners at that time. There were families who lost everything. Isaiah was talking to people who knew about suffering. Just like we know about suffering. It's, I was going to say it's easy to despair, but maybe what I should say instead is it's easy to slip into despair when all you see is darkness. So Isaiah had this message that Isaiah wanted to give to the people. He wanted to remind them of who and whose they were. He wanted to remind them that coming into the world, this Christmas promise wasn't that there wouldn't be darkness, but this Christmas promise was that there would be light. Suffering happens, light overcomes darkness. But you gotta let it in. And so Isaiah was reminding the people that the light was there for them and for them to have hope that the light was coming. Even when the future is uncertain, and for those Israelites, the future was uncertain. But even when the future is uncertain, when you don't know what's going to happen, we can remember those words spoken by Isaiah to a people who understood. Even then. Even then. So I invite you to think about a couple of things. When you remember that there is darkness and despair and all those things that aren't good, and you remember that there is light. So as you hold those two things, and you can even put your hands out there if you want to, darkness and one light and the other, just so there's this visual that remember that both are together. And my question for you is, what is God saying to you in this place right now when you're holding darkness and light? What is God saying to you? How can that prophecy of Isaiah speak to us in that place where we're holding both? Where life is hard and light is there. And how can we hold both of those things and how can we remember that there is hope? If there was hope in that time of, that Isaiah was speaking where those people were going through, through such horrible things, there can be hope right here, right now, in this place, 
in a world kind of with chaos where things hurt, where we miss our loved ones, where we might not have the job we want, where there's chaos in our home, where people are making decisions that, that hurt us. If we can stand there and hold the darkness and the light at the same time, the thing I would like you to remember is that there is a time when light overcomes the darkness. And that baby lying in a manger who becomes the one who leads us, the one who invites us to be hands and feet, that very one, that overcomes the darkness. Every time we reach out and we realize that we are not alone, every time someone reminds us that we're not alone, that's giving more power to that light. For you know, it's easy to forget that we're here for each other. And that we are here for a world that's hurting. Do you know what kind of light you are? Each one of you, the light that you hold, do you know what that is? Do you know what power you hold because you hold that light and that light leads you to love? Do you know what power you have? And that the world will be darker if you weren't that light. God needs us. God loves us. God's Spirit can carry us through this season of whatever it ends up being. You know, honestly, I thought that, that David would be moving back home that he would be finished with his year in Boise and he would be moving back home this month. And um, that didn't happen. His contract was renewed through March. And um, I had to work my way through those emotions. Um, because, you know, um, we kind of like to be together. We do. And so, Last year was my first Christmas with you. And I was just really getting to know some of you really well. And some of you I was just getting introduced to. And we were just kind of opening up. And I think that we sang our first song, Silent Night on Christmas Eve. And I'm thinking this morning when we're singing, Oh Come, Oh Come, Emmanuel, a cappella, you know, and it's not perfect, and it doesn't have to be perfect. And yet, it just shows me how far we've come. Now, granted, I won't be with you too many more months. However, I love the people you are. I love the way you serve God's world. 
whether you can be here in person or whether you're online, I love the way you serve God's people. My friends, I need you to remember something, and that is that you are light. You are light. You are light. So when the darkness is overwhelming, turn up that dimmer switch. Make it shine. Make it shine. And in the darkness, that might be this year for Christmas, 2022. I can tell you that beneath any load that you carry, as you toil through this season, if it's a hard one for you, as you take painful steps as day go, goes by day, by day, by day, to get to the other side of this, you can look up and you can see the light of the world that has dawned on you. And you can know beyond a shadow of a doubt that you are not alone. You have the light of the world and you have each other. The light is Christ for you. And the darkness must give way to the light because the holy child is light which has been given to you. In Advent, we remember the coming of light that dispels the dark. Remembering that dark still exists. Knowing that we join our light with the light of Christ and the light of our siblings in this world. Hope blooms for all when we can remember that. Come, Jesus, come. We prepare in hope. For your light to shine in us. Amen.